Welcome back to the Stop Snitching Podcast. Heck, Myself, Nathan. We got BCTV Media. Oh, you're going by B Rock now. Right. Now right. don't don't let the guest talk yet. Don't let the guest talk yet. You okay. gotta wait. We gotta get a proper uh, proper bring in. Well, I'm gonna freestyle the intro because the artist that we have on here today could freestyle his own intro. So Fetch. I'm bringing him my own shit right now. Legendary. Okay. This is a man, the myth, the legend, the mm. great recording artist, producer. Mm. He's your rapper's favorite rapper. He's mm. your producer's favorite producer. Mm. Um, we've got tens of thousands of followers across multiple social media platforms. You can find him on Spotify, you can find him on Apple, you can find him on Tidal, you can find him on absolutely anywhere there's ever been music made on God's earth. I'm talking Spotify to I verified before the interview, Brandon, you can find him on Bandcamp still to this day. I'm not going to say that there's nothing on MySpace. I'm saying if you go anywhere in the world. <laughs> you ain't going to find that. <laughs> you ain't going to find that. We have the great RJM in the building. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. He, thank went, you. he went from a legend in the making to a legend. Sheesh. Nah, nah, nah. We'll get into it. Not yet. Not yet. Keep it humble. Keep it humble. Keep it humble. Y'all got y'all got to keep watching the podcast to catch that bar I just dropped right now. But it's cool though. So, yeah, in short, we've got the homie in the building. We're yeah. gonna chop it up on basically everything. However, I did say before this to him behind the scenes, so in full transparency, this is not the uh, the RJM explains his discography. This is not the uh, the genius bar by bar breakdown of anything. This we're we're yeah. meeting the artist behind this. Yeah. We got Ryan in the building. Ryan, we give him another another Ryan, round of applause. Appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. We love it. Um, what are your What are your thoughts for today, Brandon? I know yeah. you're I know you're excited about this. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people that don't know. Damn, you, you, yeah, you, I bodied you my folded. phone in the middle of that. Yeah, Damn. go ahead. We gotta start over. <laughs> nah. Now, for a lot of people who don't know, man, uh, this is our brother right here. You know what I'm saying? So, to us, he's just Rye. To the world, he may be RGM. RJM. You know, you got some other things cooking that we'll get into. But, you know, this is just Rye right here. We go way back, way, way back, mm -hmm. you know, to the days when we were just figuring out that we like to do videos and content. And he was kind of like a guinea pig. He was basically. He was the only it. friend that we had that like had something. Yeah, I was yeah, like, bro, you're the only one who makes something else. I mean, Rye's literally been on this grind since high school, bro. Like selling freaking CDs. Can we call it a, call, uh, like a decade now? A decade yeah, plus? Yeah, really? That's well, crazy. Yeah, almost. Yeah, almost, bro. Yeah, almost a almost. decade. I mean, 2011, I started. So. Oh, yeah. So it's about. Yeah, a decade. decade. Uh, literally. Just literally. Does that feel like, weird? Do you get to that point now? I think Brandon and I talk about this sometimes where, like, we'll talk about something. He'll be like, I love this song. I'm like, bro, that song's 15 years old. Like, right. that is a real thing now. Yeah. That gets right. your life. Yeah. It's crazy. We listened to the most music when we were in high school. So I feel like just off of that, like, you, you listen to your favorite projects, and then years later you're like, damn, like, this is what I listened to back then. Like, mm -hmm. And it changes. Your, your taste changes everything. I was gonna say the the rye that I knew in high school basically, it was let me think, heavy on the Lupe, Lupe Fiasco yeah. Yeah. was given bars the cool everywhere. Food the and cool, liquor. Um, Shout out. Think. Uh, he was always rye. I'll give you this though, rye was the first like Jadakiss fan that oh, I knew yeah. in my life. Jada. Period. He was Jada? the first person to be like. I was more I was more into Styles, but I respect them both. Styles. Yeah. Okay, fair to say yeah. either one, but in the eighth grade i was like 
who is Jadakiss? He was like, yeah. you don't know about these bars, right, man, right, right, right. out here. I was all hipster, like, yo, you got to fuck with the underground shit, or I can't fuck with you now. Bro, like, the the rye, uh, the skateboarding, Skate- rapping. Skateboard like, R. Dude, so <laughs> For ahead. Real. So ahead of the times. He was on pro era early, like when Joey yeah. dropped 1999, like you were on it. Like he was. You yeah. about him. Now, obviously, the whole world knows him, but it was like you were I was, like... We were privileged to go up to one of their studios. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I forgot. Yeah, we were privileged. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell the nah, story. No, you wasn't even there, bro. No, no. Oh, you weren't. No. Oh, were you there? <laughs> yeah, we went up. All right, yeah. all right, all right. That's I'm what I'm saying. Not, You're yeah. not even in this joint. It's like, nah. Yeah, so, yeah. For, for, Brad took us up to the, to their studio in Brooklyn, bro. This is Pro Era in New York? Yeah. This is like. Well, it was, uh, shout out to um, Trevor. And uh, Nick Caution. Yeah, Nick Caution. Yeah, they they have their own studio up there, and I was very honored to record one of my most touching tracks I've ever recorded, uh, Young Chris. Yeah. And wow. um, rest in you peace. know, rest in peace no for jokes. sure. And uh, heart's still heavy, but um, yeah, I mean, it was it was an honor, and he mixed it perfect, and everything was good. Yeah. yeah, I remember we went to Wawa, copped up on some gummy bears. Oh, my God. The gummy bear plug. The gummy bear plug. Oh, yeah, he just wait, be coming wait. through. We, we didn't do the trademark thing. Oh, yeah. Ryan has the drink. Hold on, hold on. Wait, Welcome what, what? to the Stop Snitching Podcast, oh, bro. Sheesh. Whoa, we whoa, give a little whoa, cheers. Say oh, less. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. All right, ready? Brandon so, keeps it very traditional. Look, give the so breakdown. When I count from three, you're going to go, stop snitching. And then we all tap the glass. Okay. All right, ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. Stop, stop snitching. snitching. Here we go. Ching a ling, ching a ling. You take your sip. We're locked in. Amen. Now we got our brother in the building, man. This is an epic moment. You're our first guest since like we started together, yeah. and like very much so, like getting the studio actually yeah. legit, like not playing around anymore. Actually trying to get make this thing go. Yeah. Right. Um. So we, yeah, dude, we're very excited to have you. Um. I also really, really, really love that a lot of times. I'm sure as people will see in the future, we're talking to people for like a particular reason because there's something. Yeah. The great thing with you, Ryan, is like I was I was joking in the beginning, but I'm also not kidding. There's just plenty of shit. You can listen to this man over whatever yeah. year you want, times, <laughs> albums, songs, like it's out there. Go ahead, plug the IG first off so people can Damn, find it. Damn, all right. So everything is RJM official except for my Twitter is RJM Poet. And um, still trying to get the... The RJM app, but you know they playing around. <laughs> but um, Twitter holler at me. Yeah, holler at me. But uh, other than that, yeah, I have my website rjmofficial.com. So you know, working on it a little bit here and there. But uh, the main thing I, I really want to talk about is Poetic Drive mm-hmm. that I started, and it's gonna be the engine to the music. You know, my man's vibe. repping you know, it over there. Up, baby. Got the shirt. Come on, man. Hell yeah. Actually, so, I was in the. Now I was there for this. I was in the building making the shirts. So don't yeah. say I was never in uh, the trenches. Nah, no, he was, was in the he was in the trenches. The press, yeah. bro, like making this shit. I think a lot of people get that messed up. All right, yeah. support your friends. That's very crucial. But also, when you support the artist, just know this ain't Apple. This is an American Eagle, bro. I'm not shipping this out to Bangladesh. Yeah. And there's fifteen thousand people tough. making all these shirts. Like, you support someone. Understand there is the grind from the yeah. moment of thinking about it to getting it shipped out to you. So right. you got to show love to that. Absolutely. It was hot as hell. We was Dude, sitting there Brandon, swapping the Brandon doesn't know this, bro. Out. I am not kidding. What Ryan was saying is accurate. Yeah. I, I was, we were both literally shirtless <laughs> in his apartment yeah. pressing the shit. I'm like, Ryan, bro. 
it is hot as I was like, five more, five here. more. He was literally like that. He was like, <laughs> 10 more, like, 10 more. Like, hey, bro, I'm going to order Domino's. Right. It'll be chilling. He's like, don't right. worry about it. You hot right now, bro, but we're making this hot fire right here, bro. Oh, my like, God. Dude, oh, it, like it was hot. It was hot. But anyway. Um, That's funny. <laughs> you, help, you know, help learn the process with me. The first oh, time, dude, yeah. We, the music is one thing. The merch side of trying to make your own stuff. Yeah. That, hey, I so do I have experience it. in trying to make that. That is no joke, bro. Right. You gotta want that, a thousand percent. But anyway, Ryan, you got a little elevator speech. What do you say to people when they're like, "Oh my God, I love you"? What do you do, Ryan? Oh man, who are I you? I tell them to be themselves. Hey. Don't try to be like me. Be like yourself. <laughs> but nah, I mean, hopefully, you know, the music that I put out over the years. People can relate to it, you know, people go through things in life and the things that I go through that I put in my music, hopefully, you know, a lyric resonate, resonates and that's what an MC wants, you know, we want people to feel what we're going through and, you know, I've been through a lot, of course, you know, the real ones know my story and the one thing about it is you never stop, you never give up, you know, even if you're getting hit, you know, so, you know, time after time, you know, you just keep going, you never let that show and, you know, my my method to it is just putting out more music and, you know, fighting through that pain. Mm. Now, I think you said something earlier. You're talking about the process of everything. And I feel like that perfectly describes you because you're all about the process. Like, yeah. You're not somebody who's just going to put it out just for the heck of it. Like, it's like it has to be like. Well, like, right. If you if you could put it down to a word, like, how would you how would you describe your creative process? To give it an adjective, a description. Is there um, one word that you spur of the moment? I think I've said that in some past stuff we've done. Okay, but, so uh, it's pretty spontaneous. Spontaneous. I like the aspect of surprise. You know, I'm very unexpected. You never know what to expect from me, which I personally like because that you know draws different types of fans. And you know, I might be over here with it one time, and then the next time something totally different. So I I like switching up the beat selection like i might do a trap beat first then i might go back to the boom bap then mm -hmm. you know mix it up yeah. yeah but you really take the time to perfect your music though like it may yeah. be spontaneous and that's what i was gonna say creation, i think the process is like you like really perfectionism. take time to like because <laughs> we were talking when i came over to listen to music you were like like you had these like skeleton songs and you were like yeah i'll probably get to them in like a month or two Right. And like for me, it's like it's like me when I do any type of content, like I'm trying to get right to it, whatever. Like you're different. Like you really take yeah. your time and you're really like, I need to be in that zone to really do it. And right. that's you know like, what's so funny yeah. is that before you came here, I was talking with Rye about that. And we were yeah. talking about you versus him. Oh, I'm man. more like you in the sense too. I'm like, I can hold on to it, but I don't want it for too, mm -hmm. I just get too excited. Mm -hmm. Like I want it out there. Like rye and you are like the complete polar opposites of yeah like brandon will make manufacture edit produce upload Click. and finish 20 clips in one day yeah. right you can get that out of ryan as well but his process is just it so is different, different that it's like you will wait for it and it will be i have to go phenomenal yeah. as well but there's much there's so much introspection Versus, I think Brandon really lets that out as like almost. A, I would I would consider Brandon an introvert, but if you saw the product he puts out, it does seem very extroverted. He's mm. just always it's it's the crank out. It's just going. It's going. Is that I like I like to load up my ammo and then shoot. You know, <laughs> like I, he was yeah, like I told like, Brandon like he should keep like the clip just like loaded and then just unleash it. I'm like, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, know. Brandon probably he, he does. Produces. I, like, I, I don't know. Brandon does I probably think, have so much stuff. Yeah, I it's think incredible. it just depends. Like if it's like you know, if I do stuff for St. Joe's, like it's got to come out just because they have so many games. But I'm starting to work on big things contract now. talk. <laughs> I'm starting where to work the money on at. Now. Like the difference between me and Rye is like a lot of the videos I do, they're they need to be put out quickly. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like there are things that I'm working on that are long term and i've had to like learn how to like space that out because i'm not used to like having to revisit something i shot Absolutely. three months ago so that's been a a, um, a different thing but with rye it's like that's your music like rye makes like albums like this is a good way to transition i i had this question i want your perspective on it is yeah. okay. in the music industry now there's so much pressure on you know spotify new music fridays every single week if yeah. you matter you need to drop and I was talking to you about this off camera as well. I just want the audience to know what we were talking about and transparency is like, okay, you have the ability to really, honestly, it seems to me like ghost, like behind the scenes, you take care of your fans, you take care of the, the, uh, the team that you've built. But if you don't know you or the work that you put into it, you would think you'd be like, yo, he hasn't posted anything in a while. Like yeah. what's going on. But then every time you drop, it's like crazy. You show me. We don't have to talk the numbers. The yeah. engagement is nutty, okay? Yeah. So the analytics behind the scenes. The, yeah. And it, it is yeah. truly masterful in the way that you do that. So what are your thought processes on now, like, dropping all the time versus sometimes? Where? Okay. How do you find that happy middle ground with yourself? I feel like with my music, when I'm in the process of creating it, it's like I'll write and then I'll get to, like, the eighth bar and I'll be like, you know what? If I'm not feeling it, let me stop here and come back to it. Mm -hmm. Some people try to force everything right then and there in that moment, but sometimes you gotta take a step back, say, okay, we, you know, I knew I knew I went hard up until this point, but shit, I gotta go eat, I gotta, you know, drink mm -hmm. some more water, like get, you know, re-cleanse because yeah. sometimes like people try to force everything just to get it done, and then like halfway through, it's just kind of like, eh, but I don't know. So you, yeah. you give yourself the just time. You're not going to rush it. I'm, I'm not rushing it's anything. I'm not rushing anything. But one thing I do respect about Brandon is he is consistent and he does produce a product that continuously comes out. And that's the business aspect of it. Now, with music, you know, for me, I wear all the hats. You know, I'm the rapper, the producer, the promoter. I don't have a manager. You know, Poetic Drive just now is coming into play where it's going to be the engine and I have more like a business savviness with it um, when I'm, you know, doing pitches for certain things or, you know, booking shows in the future after COVID, of course, mask up. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of them things you got to feel it and never force anything. Let it come to you. And that's what I got to say. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say that that is definitely um, that's true to your personality. Knowing yeah. you as a person, you are very much a. Uh, you, for lack of a better term, you trust the process. Yeah. You know that, shout out the Sixers, I just, unironically, that's the best way that yeah. <laughs> you put it out there, yeah, but like you you do allow it to come to you. I think that patience is very inherent to who you are as a person. And that's not to say that Brandon or myself aren't patient, but I think that making music is different. Yeah, yeah it need, is different. Yeah. You need to like look at it, listen to it, feel it inside of yourself but here's what i want to know so you're a young white kid from new jersey and you want to rap 
what how like what how do you is that like was how, there any, how did was this there happen any, yeah was there any <laughs> like moment what? where because i know that that's yeah. not the easiest route to to get to that point yeah i feel like just my drive and my heart set me apart from i guess the white typical white rapper like i never looked at myself as a white rapper i never you know obviously you got to be aware like okay like people are going to perceive me this way at first but mm-hmm. over time you know the skill you know, outshines whatever they could label you as, um, the work, the 10,000 hours on lyrics just alone. Um, then there's the mixing. Then there's, you know, the whole process of recording. But when it comes to the white rapper, I think nowadays that's just everything is very marginalized to this and that. It's like, I mean, we could get to BLM, we could get to certain things, but it's like, bruh, like, you know, I obviously am aware of the injustice, but you got to also realize like BLM is a branded thing into social media. So the way we perceive that is different, you know, like than just naturally, okay, like I'm going to sit here and hang out with my friends that aren't white. Like, I mean, it's just how you perceive it. I feel like, like, let's get into that more. Like let's, let's pick a, Pick well, it apart. I, well, I, I think that you're from. Okay, so I guess my question is more like, from from your perspective, activating in a predominantly let's just call it non-white arena of yeah. sound, of music, of business, right? Like in hip hop in general, there's definitely faces in there, but. Yeah. Mm, who's like the most like a Jack Harlow nowadays is probably the most. We'll put it this uh, way: it's accepted. like I'm one of the, you know, I guess if you want to like really just you know not be politically correct in this interview, like I'm one of the white rappers that like steps outside of myself mm-hmm. to appreciate other people, see like what they're about and where they come from. I mean, like you know i was talking it is about very inclusive yeah like yes. I, yeah it's very like an exclusive thing um but you know getting back to blm and stuff like like i went to protests like i did support you know like i was there through a lot of that you know yeah. like it it really you know it touched a lot of us obviously mm-hmm. but you know again you have to look at how it's being perceived in the social media and what is really being said and how is it being said like when this shit all popped off it was like fuck white people and obviously like you know it is majority white people which is messed up but you know not all white people are bad you know and i feel like to someone like me that's in hip-hop and i'm white like it's just kind of like damn like it's a bad time you know to but you've also always been in this scene i think that yeah your relationships and everything that you've done up to this point would kind of show that. Yeah, that's what right. I was going to say. You yeah. grew, it's where we grow up. Like, we didn't grow up in a place where there was really, I mean, there's always racism, but it wasn't overt. Like, yeah. We, you grew up around a bunch of different people. Yeah. So, you know, you have, you're just influenced by a lot of different things that you see. And naturally, you know, from our conversations, you were naturally drawn to, like, the more introspective kind of people that made music like Lupe. Right. I know at first you loved M, you know what I'm saying? Like you were always into that, but then you were always surrounded by people of different cultures too. So yeah. I think it was just kind of like a good mix, Yeah. which is like, which even if you listen to your music, like you can sense that. Like right. you're definitely like underground, but you also understand how to turn up. And then it's the same thing, what 
like why you're so sensitive to like you know black issues because you just grew up around all that right. stuff. you had a bunch of different my friends. best friends you know yeah. like going through things and you know i've had talks with you and you know a lot of my friends like we're sitting down while all this is going on and it's like you know this is crazy like how how can you express yourself to me right now to make me understand more or mm-hmm. you know it's not about me it's it's about what's going on you know and i feel like my next album you know i'll talk about it as much as i can with you know the rope that i have on these types of things but you know um it, it's like uh I think I seen Jack Harlow, you know, do a little bit, um, you know, on what was going on. And, you know, I I actually do like when white rappers step up and, you know, with the platform that they do have, because maybe the fans that are attracted to their music are predominantly white, them stepping up actually does help because Mm -hmm. it's like it, it, it makes a difference in people's perspective. Like, hey, like, I don't gotta be like that. Like I could actually view it from this way and just because my fucking grandparents are fucking racist and shit, like doesn't mean I gotta be fucking like that. You know? <laughs> fucking you, you could be yourself and know what's right, regardless of the predecessors or whoever came before us. You know, it's a different generation, it's a different time. Yeah. We all have more to be aware about and, you know, uh think about, but you know, you don't gotta go all third eye, it's just what's right. Yeah, I mean, I think also because, again, like, you know, we, we grew up in this eclectic area, but at the same time, like, you being independent also helps you to be able to express yourself way more than, like, a Jack Harlow. Because Jack Harlow can only touch on yeah. so much. Like, he's signed, and he's, like, hit, they their business is selling albums and songs. Right. Like, they do not yeah, he's care. more hits. He's more yeah, hits. They do you not, know? Like, the record label does not care. But the fact that he that. even still yeah. had an approach to it was yeah. cool because it's mm-hmm. like he wasn't the underground rapper that you expected to talk about it. He was yeah. someone in the industry that did, you know, he didn't have to do that. So I, I feel like him, you know, whether it's, I mean, Logic's half black, half white, mm-hmm. but who else is there? Um, um, right now? That was, I mean, M did it in the BT cipher. I, mean, I think, I think the main point of what you're trying to get at is, is it one, it's it's how you're raised. Obviously, how you're raised does not determine uh, who you need to be, right? Right. You can have your own mindset and support the things that you want to support. Do whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Um, but also, growing up in specifically your story, yeah. There, uh, the blinders were kind of off to a certain extent. Like right. There, you're so different around different people that plays to your strengths obviously where you can feel like you can be a part of all these different things and i think the answer to my question was like that you've never noticed it because it's never been your life you don't think about being a white rapper because in your life it's you're not seeing the same version of you all the time and obviously that's the hardest cycle to break and i all you see is yourself that's how you get i've always for the most part of my life i mean up until you know, I found hip hop too. Like I identified with black. Like I've always been inspired by black. I've identified with black. And it's something that, you know, if you if you are white and you do identify with black, mm-hmm. it's something that you have to do more research about, nope. you know? Sorry. And, uh, you know, it, it takes more than just, you know, looking at social media and getting mad about some shit. And, you know, it, you gotta really do your, homework you yeah. know do your due so, diligence yeah. and yeah if you want to be a part of the community then still got sure a lot to work on too by the way i mean i, mean, I know do, man. We all do. 
all day. Yeah, a lot to work days. on. But I feel like it's, you know, I just feel like a lot of it has to do with where you're from. Like, if you're from a predominantly white area in the South, mm. you probably grew up racist just because that's just the, <laughs> that's just the culture. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's like, it just is what it is. Like, like, I remember my mom would tell me, like, my mom grew up in Philly, right? And you know this story. Mm. My mom didn't know she was black until somebody, like, a white girl had to tell her she was black. Damn. That's how, like, because it's two totally That's different true. things. That's true. Yeah, you don't know. In the North, and it, like, they were two totally different things. Even in the no, civil wait. rights movement, like, in the Northeast, it wasn't, like, white and black people played together. So, and, wait, someone had to tell her? Yeah. Because as it wasn't. As far as, like. Like, yo, you're black. Like. But she didn't know she before. It, no. Because think about oh, when, when she was young. When, yeah. she, when yeah. you're younger. Think about okay. when you're five. You're not thinking about. I'm you're not thinking black. like yeah. face value shit yeah. that everybody thinks but about nowadays. More, yeah. It goes to show like it wasn't a, it was a, like, ra- again, racism is a thing, but it's not nearly as bad as it is in the South at that time. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So oh. it's like. You, you mean were, just like geographically. Yeah, in certain it's a geographical worse. thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's more, again, it's more eclectic here. Like you're, you're around so many different people that Philly. you can't help but to appreciate what everybody brings to the table. Right. Down south, you may, it may, you just may be around. We're around more urban yeah. communities. Yeah. Like we, and like we grew up middle class. Like yeah. we, we've been around, you know, from the low to the high. Like we, we have, at least I would think, a good understanding of, a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, being in Philly, doing the groundwork, seeing what other people go through to being in New York and recording and me and other people that are into this hip-hop shit. That's like the hip-hop capital. So yeah. it's just been around a lot of different stuff, you know? That's why I think that's just what's, you know, kind of molded you into who you are. It's just like you're just around the mecca of right. everything, especially, like you said, in hip-hop for sure. Right. But I also want to say the martial arts, too, early on, um in grace of my my father uh helped me tremendously you know bruce lee all races loved bruce lee you know it wasn't like you know there was one thing about him that nobody you know liked like he was well respected and i feel like i kind of want to have that image like i want to be a bruce lee in the fact that everybody could appreciate me and with, with who i am and my story and what i give to the craft and i think that alone is enough you yeah. know so. But yes, the the Bruce Lee inspiration for you, I think, is also something very unique, martial arts in general. Talk to me about how you bring martial arts and hip-hop together. Like, wh- how do you mm. see those disciplines intertwine? Okay. Let me let me think about this one, how I want to yes, approach this. Yeah, let me think about it. Let me, let me approach this one. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ways you could go about this one. I mean, martial arts is like a a discipline that you learn to, you know, maintain your peace, your balance, um, you know, self-defense, of course. But I mean, you look at even, you know, Wu-Tang, like RZA. So like he was the visionary. He brought the Kung Fu to the hip hop shit. He was one of the, you know, visionaries, uh, one of the first to implement that. And I think Things that you could bring together, like Pharrell bringing skate culture to hip hop, or like when you intertwine things, it just makes it more diverse. And the type of fan base you're gonna have is uh, obviously just gonna be more broad. Like it's gonna be over, you know, more groups of people. So, um, yeah, I mean, can I go as far to say this may be a deeper question, but 
using using martial arts as a self-defense can also go hand in hand with using hip-hop as a tool of self-defense to bolster right. your self-confidence to, um, to find what you're good yeah. at and excel through that and like, and it's it's a it's a verbal versus a physical but it's it's all very physically expressive in the same way i've always kind of thought of that whenever i yeah, think yeah there's so many ways things. like i got like you know that calculation where everything's calculated in <laughs> the, the meme, meme like the meme with my, the dude yeah, my, with everything my head him. is like yeah. that right now um so with performing let's start there like martial arts uh doing forms or practicing moves when I'm on stage, I'm naturally going to look different than most rappers on the stage because of how I move through the arts. Um, then you could also approach it like, okay, like switch it up. Like my voice is a weapon. Um, you know, hands are a weapon with martial arts. My voice is a weapon through hip hop. So you got to look at it from different lenses in that way too. But I think as a whole, like it's just about combining it in a way that can it, what was that? I don't know what was. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um, but yeah, uh, just combining in a way that's healthy for the two, like not overstepping one or the other, just, you know, letting it flow, swag it out, you know, What's swag a, it out. Can you give us one of your favorite, like, performance stories? One of your favorite shows you've ever done? Of course, the open up for A Boogie. I mean, that, oh, yeah. that alone. I want to know, know how he felt uh, on the stage with forget. me. Brandon's so annoying because he's always there. You're just like, you're like, oh yeah, you remember that thing that happened? Oh yeah, Brandon was there for that. Dang. I'm like, yeah. fuck, bro. I'm only one. Dude, I was so man. pissed that I didn't I get to go. I asked you to go. He too. asked me to go. I was yeah, I asked you something. to go. I was like, yeah. bro, what do you mean you're opening for A Boogie tonight? What do you mean? He's like, dude, just come wow. or don't come. Brandon's going. Yeah. I'm there. It was at at. It where? was at uh, Philly, the Trocadero. Yeah, the yeah. I was like, "What yeah. tonight?" He was like, "Yes, we're there, yeah. dude." I'll, I gotta give well, I give props, props to Brandon in general, bro. Some of the most fire pictures and videos oh, you have. Yeah. Like, oh bro, yeah, that shit. I was like, "Yeah, he." Yeah, I'm boy. still posting. I'm still Brandon reposting got the those. All access pass and said, "Say Pipe. less." Man. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I give mean, me your perspective on it first. Just I love that. I mean, obviously, if you know Rye, you know like that he really lives this like martial arts like he really lives by the principles not, that bruce lee was was like about when he was alive you know what i'm saying and i think i was able to see it firsthand because you know ride like before the show like people have their rituals so there's rappers that i know for a fact like to live quality needs a whole fruit basket before he performs <laughs> like i know this for a fact don't ask me how i know this for a fact brandon has all the rights he needs he cannot perform without like this fruit tray like that's just you know yeah. people have the things they need when they're sitting in the green room right. so rye is like <laughs> fruit tray. okay rye is like zend out like especially like right before he's about to perform like he's zend out like it's like, like bull was like straight yeah. up levitating yeah he needs like he needs i was busa yeah he needs to get his mind <laughs> nah, not like that but it's like yo like he needs that time to like get his mind right like some people can just go out there and perform but Rye really takes it serious. Like he really like chant. Like he. But also safe to like, say is that's the biggest audience you'd ever. Yeah, been that's in that, was, that was that that's was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. It was, it was I literally walked out there and I said I, the first thing I said I was like y'all are beautiful. I think like I, was, I didn't know what this. It was yeah. crazy because this was it's not to cut you off. Um, when I you know dropped my album and we did the listening party, mm, word got word word got out. Word got yes uh, defined. 
Oh, Define. Yeah, okay. Define the album. Yeah, yeah, no worries. That was at, like, um, the record shop. Yeah, the record shop, you know, shouts out to everyone that went to that. That was cool. Um, that was dope. But, yeah, I mean, just off of that, leading into that performance, it was like I was able to live what I created. And I, I think as an artist, that's what you want to do, essentially. Like, you want to be able to perform your music. You want to have merch, you know, for, you know, the aesthetic of what you're putting out and how you want it to be perceived and, you know, the whole thing, the steez. Mm. So, yeah, I remember like, uh, freaking, it was you, then it was Mir Fontaine, and then it was. Oh, Amy. was Mir there too? Yeah, Mir Fontaine Damn, was right man. after us. But that was like, a crazy local lineup for mm-hmm. that show. Yeah, it was crazy. But then I, I just remember like, uh, they, they didn't know who he was, who Rai was, but they all felt some now. Like, you can even see. There was some, there was some fans there though. They, they knew yeah, there was some fans that knew me. Yeah. But they're like, but even the people that didn't know, like, they were like, locked in it they weren't jumping up and down crazy but they were like because like, i'm more a lyrical yeah, rapper that's like that's his music yeah. he's not the type that's gonna turn you up like a boogie's just gonna turn you up like right it's not right. gonna be nothing that's gonna change your life but with rise like <laughs> you can feel him and let, let me also say it was for a really good cause uh children's uh, hospital of philadelphia sponsored that and it was for um hiv awareness oh, and there was uh yeah (laughs) yeah there was like uh stands around the city you know um set up people get you know get a you know educated about it and get a free get a free ticket to go to the show so it was cool that was that was an epic that was an epic day man it was was awesome awesome. i think hello was out there swag with you and everything that was just cool man I think I was bouncing around all the stage. I was on the stage and I was off the stage. You know what's so funny about that scenario is that I see that as both of like, that's both of your um, like element peak element. Yeah, Yeah, like I see I see Brandon as someone who's like on the game floor, but you put him in a bigger situation and he's going to come through bigger, right? Like you put him on the floor at St. Joe's, that's one thing. You put him on the floor at the NBA Finals, it's it's going to be another thing. Can't fold under pressure in that moment. And I say that the same thing about you, Rye. It's like you, that that opportunity to say yes and to walk into it and just say, I'm ready. That's what you You got to be ready. You always got to be ready. Is where someone says that and you're like, and also kudos to you. It's not like, Oh, a boogie isn't what I like. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. I matter. actually grew to like yeah, a yeah, boogie after, show, after yeah. I started diving into his music, yeah, and I was like, "Yo, he's but cool." What I mean is yeah. even in that, it's not the thought process. You're like, "Hold on." Yeah, because I'm you're like giving me a stage, bro. Like I'm going into somewhere where I've yeah. seen artists that I bought a ticket to right. go to that concert to look at that dude right on there. I watched Travis Scott at the Trocadero, bro. Like. That's yeah. the same stage. That's fire. <laughs> like, for that's real. Fire. I think that's a dope thing about concerts. Is like, you may go there, like, when Kanye did his Yeezus tour, like, it was that, but Kendrick opened for him. Like, Dude, Kendrick I'll Lamar. That was one of the wildest things I've you know ever what I'm saying? seen. It's to like think you, back on that now. I went to that yeah. show in Philly. I was like, yeah. Kendrick Lamar's. Who have you guys seen? Like, bro, as far as. I watched the Throne. Bro, oh, I yeah, just, we went to the Watch the Throne. On. Jay that and Kanye. not even. It's not even close. That's easily the best concert. Most impactful, incredible thing I've ever seen live. There's nothing. I don't care who you've seen. I don't yeah. care. That I don't care I've what seen genre, Frank Ocean. But I don't that care. Was he was dope. Uh, Frank Ocean is cool. But the level of Jay-Z and Kanye West at that time. Well, they were on damn bro, cubes. That, they was on big-ass cubes. That like. was the titans of yeah. hip-hop. I mean, 
They're Whoa. still probably one of the biggest, right? But in, in that, that moment, moment yeah. it's undis. There's no one. There was yeah. no one at that level getting to that point. Yeah. And being there to see that, I remember leaving. And we were all talking about that, saying, like, even for our age, even for this moment, for it to be cool, we all left that moment saying, like, this is different. Like, we, you getting to say that you were there will be something forever. To right. say that, bro, we were there. We were at the show where he had the breakdown about Amber Rose in oh, wow. Philly. Oh, okay. yeah. You remember that? He went when on he for, was... like, 15 yeah. minutes. He played Love Lockdown and then talked for 15 minutes yeah. over the Love Lockdown beat about how sad he was about Amber Rose. The 808s and Heartbreaks <laughs> album, oh yeah. God. It was crazy. Damn, y'all got there. That's a moment in history. Oh, dude, it was it was the coolest thing I've ever gone and seen live. Right. Definitely. I'm sure that motivated you just as a Honestly, artist. Like that show was lit. Don't get me wrong. One of like Oh yeah, what's one your of the, favorite concert you've one, ever been yeah, to? Yeah, one of the craziest, don't get me wrong. But uh I like shows where like I'm like very close to the artist. Like, like that was the Wachovia Center, right? Or Wells Fargo? Yeah, I guess Wells at that Fargo. point it was the Wachovia yeah. Center. Wachovia. Fucked up, uh, bro. That's crazy. So we were like decently another, another decade. We were like in, reference. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were in the nosebleeds. So like when I seen Joey perform or Hobson or Dizzy, shout out to Dizzy. Um, yeah, I was like like more in the mix of were like them on the stage and being interactive like it's a more interactive show i think when you know it's a smaller venue like the tla or the fillmore whatever one you go to in what philly do you, what do you look for in a performer though what do you like i like the crowd interaction i like you know when i feel like that's where i get a lot of my my techniques from is when i was 16 17 going to these shows like i saw how they interact with the crowd and it makes it less boring, like, you know, and that fan... That is true. It's the worst when artists just go song to song to song to song. Yeah, go up there, Hollywood. they say in between is like, performance value. I hope you like this one. You're like, bro, are you serious right, right now? You got 50,000 people in front of you. You're not going to say anything I mean, you that. got, like, for me, like, I mean, I'm sure he's caught wind of it. Like, when I rap on stage, I'm looking at people. I'm dapping people up. Like, <laughs> I'm showing love. Like, I'm getting people into it because... I, I realize I'm more lyrical and more about my message than just bouncing around, you know, headlessly. So I feel like I got to do more to get the crowd with me than just having a lit ass song and running out there and just diving in. Like, you feel me? Like I got I have something to say. So, you know, I don't want to have people like, oh, this this motherfucker is the lyrical motherfucker. You know, like, but I you got to find your techniques with it. Yeah. Which is totally different from who he is as a person. You know what I'm saying? Just in yes, general. Yes, I would so say, So I was yeah. going to ask you, bro, like, what's the biggest difference do you see in yourself as an artist and as a person? Mm, that's a good one. Because you're chill. Like, everything you just described, you... <laughs> yeah, he's and not that, like that as, at all in like, real as life. As a regular person, it's not like that. So, like, what's the... Wait, what's not like that? Like, you're not Explain like the... Like, you're not like the hype, like, energy, like person like you like to chill put it like this it's way, because I, it's it a like build up like i literally I think, like i think the way that brandon would like describe me as a person okay is what you would be like on stage nate, yeah nate would be that on stage okay like, like, but yeah. me on me on stage would i can be see out that of control. <laughs> it's because ryan, be out of control yeah. ryan and rjm are essentially you know two different people i mean not to that extent like rjm is my initials it's my mm -hmm. it's my government it's still you it's bro. still me but it's another version of me in a sense of 
I have built up, you know, trauma from certain situations that I've been through that I express through RJM. But then like Ryan as the person, I'm not going around, you know, acting all hype, you know, oh, you, you need to know this and that. Like, that's for the music. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference. Like, the music is more the outlet. Ryan's more Ryan's more chill, and I'm just down to have fun. Like, I want to do regular shit still. Like, yeah. I'm going to keep growing with the music, but, you know, when I have this amount of followers or however people want to look at it, um, I still want to, you know, chill with the homies. I still want to do the regular homie shit. But, yeah. you know, just got to keep it thorough and genuine to where you started. That's how I feel. That's like, how I, what I hear about a lot can of I also say that keep it thorough is like keep the most thorough. Philly way of keep putting it like, <laughs> like like I'm just keeping it regular. Keep I feel like people watch this and be like, it. keep it thorough. Keep it what does right, that mean? Right. I'm like, I have not keep heard anyone real. say that in so long. I love that. Yeah. Damn. But I mean, I just think that's the story of every artist, right? It's like you have this persona of you as an artist but when you're just yourself it's totally different. I've heard that about Cardi B. Like Cardi B yeah. is not like as a regular person, she is not like what she is as like an artist. She's like totally chill. Plus, you got to look at my journey, right? Like I've done a lot of things that Ryan probably wouldn't do. I mean, in a sensibility of like, I like carrying out concepts. So like behind the blindfold, like it's not always about what you see. It's about what you feel like things like that make brings me into a different realm of who I am and it's honestly it I can say that RJM is who I am because it's just a deeper version of me and it's a more exposed version of me for everybody else to mm -hmm. you know assess but I think um you know yes there there are differences and things that I wouldn't do as Ryan that I would do as RJM for sure yeah, yeah. But it's important to keep that too. You don't want everybody knowing exactly who you are all the time. Right. That's why I think it's dope when you're an artist. Like you can kind of craft this persona. It's still you, but you can craft this persona and it can kind of be like your outlier. Like, you know what I'm saying? It can kind of right. be your defense mechanism. But when you're yourself, that's when you're most vulnerable. Like you don't want people knowing everything about your personal right. life and things like that. That's why it's cool to see where you're at now because. Like, yo, we know, like, you're a star in the making, but it's also cool to not be a star because you're not so scrutinized and you've built up right. your, your fan base, like, fan by fan. Like, this man literally goes on Twitter <laughs> and will respond to every Oh, dude, I, I've person. said that. I was talking to Ryan about that yeah. before. I was like, dude, you're... His, his attention so to his fan base and the detail is just unparalleled. It's unreal. Yeah. This man taught me more about social media than <laughs> any... College class, fucking high school TED talk, whatever. Like, yep. to there is a science to that, and you can activate that within yourself, like on a platform, and get it to go. But I, I was just saying this to him too before we coming on here. Like, dude, that's a part time job within itself. Like, you need to yeah. allocate twenty hours a week to like push. Yourself. I'm exhausted. And yeah, and <laughs> and I was you I've know slowed what? down. But I was also saying this. I was saying this to you, but I think this is also true for Brandon. Is that, you know, what whatever you're gonna put out, you have to know that you need to be marketing yourself without the help of someone else. Like mm -hmm. before, and I was saying this. I'd be interested in Brandon's thought on this. Is like before, um, you'd get a song, it's hot, you get signed someone else does your marketing and your label and whatever. Right. And back even maybe seven or eight years ago, something like that, right? 
you go to hotnewhiphop.com, you go to Dat Piff, you go somewhere every single week yeah. to go to a website to find new music. Mm-hmm. What do you do nowadays? I go to you. I go to Brandon. Right. I go yeah. to Ryan. To I go to that person. And I think I talked to Brandon about this actually as well as he made a shift where, hey, what's the music that I'm going to use? Right? On Instagram, I can put anything that I want. Right. It doesn't matter. I can use the hottest songs, the most popular songs. How does that work? And you can see that easily through TikTok, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. the, I mean, TikTok has exploded the music industry. Your shit goes hard on TikTok. You could, yeah, you could be famous overnight. Millions of people playing that song. Yeah. Now, you can try to activate that one audience or you can try to use that music as a, a catalyst for your own self-interest. And when you're talking about trying to make the best of your music using just you, you, I, I, if I want to find Ryan's music, you go to at RJM official. Yeah. Like you don't go somewhere else. Right. And how much pressure is on that as well? Where like if someone comes and looks at Brandon's stuff, it's like sure the video could be cool, but I think that Brandon would also agree the music is probably fifty percent of it. Yeah. You mm. got to know that you're you're laying something very yeah. trendy, very hot over what you want people to look at, and that doesn't diminish the value of your work. But people got to yeah. see it, bro. Yeah. Is that unfair? It's like a it's like a cat and mouse game, right? Right. It's like you have to. Um, for me, I like all the music that I'll put under my videos. Like I put like like I just had a Playboy Cardi song in my joint. Mm-hmm. Then I think my last video had Uzi, but my favorite rapper ever is Jay Jay Z. Mm. So it's just like you don't I'm, say, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I just like a different a lot of different music. So for me, it's easy because I'll just put out whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like the business side of it is like you do have to cater to an audience. Even in your in your situation, right? It's like you know we know that like you're at your core, you're you're boom back, you're underground. I need the lyrics, but I can even hear it in your music. You know, um, obviously in Define, like that was like the biggest shift we noticed. Mm-hmm. Like in yeah. terms of like the full quality kind of songs, like Compact. it wasn't all just like. I'm just at you with these bars. I'm trying to like, pull it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. some, that some. was like the game changer yeah. for me to find. It was like I finally came to that point where this is who I am. Mm-hmm. People are either going to like it or not, and it's quality. So it's still You still stay within yourself. Like You had the bangers on there, but it was still like your type of bangers. Yeah. And then even with the music that like you've blessed us to be able to hear, it's like now it's like, Oh, now it's getting like it's like now you're starting to really get it. Now I'm giving a lot of my story, which is a whole other conversation. Like it sound, the sounds are different. They're like more like just not. I want to say bangers. They're like there's something that you could bop to, but also feel. Right. A lot of times when we listen to hit records, like it's just like a good beat and a good hook. Mm -hmm. But with Rye, it's like. That's a good beat, and the lyrics are crazy, and then the hook is crazy. Like, right? You know, you kind of have the whole so package. So what? What are y'all favorite tracks? Like, what? What one oh, that you were sitting there? <laughs> what are y'all favorites? Because I got a lot that like uh, go let me, away. Let me go like this. I feel like I'm Bruce Lee. I feel like I'm oh, Bruce Lee. My life is a movie. Focus on balance. You cannot move. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee is, uh, is on Undefined. I love that song. Um, we were talking about this before. Live It Up with Khalil is a great song. Yeah, um, we're, I'm going to save No Regrets for a whole just piece of the conversation. Piece, yeah. A lot of people totally like that. totally different. No Regrets, 100%. 
I like Dope. 90s Baby. I knew he was going to say that. 90s baby. He loves 90s nah, Baby. Space. Remember we listened to Space yeah. in the car? You know what's funny about Space is like, track. when I was making, I was like, I know these MFs are going to like <laughs> this one. Because it's like, yeah, it's, it's a it's a main, it's a a more of a mainstream type of feel, but I, I was still talking about something that was deep, which yeah, was cool. Yeah. Get it off and I chat. will say, if you want to listen to any of this, RJM. Yeah, we. I'm Apple a Spotify music. shorty. I know Brandon's an <laughs> Apple Music shorty. I think it's a consistent between yeah. both. You can find it on either one. Yeah. Oh We're yeah, talking RJM. about Define is the 2018 album. Like you said, at the end we'll get into whatever you're bringing out in the future. But right. uh, yeah. that was definitely one of the most like impactful, full scope right. album release party. The full nine. Yeah. Right, and it's been and like it's that. been three years, and I I would think with everything that I've gone through since then. The second album's gonna be more experimental, like Kendrick with Good Kid Mad City to Pimp a Butterfly. Like Pimp a Butterfly, like you could tell he just said, F it, like I'm doing it whatever I want. Whatever I want. I don't care you know, I don't care if it's it's not a hit, you know, I'm just doing it. And the next yeah, my next album, I feel like is gonna be that for me. It's gonna be it's gonna be something that, you know, I didn't hold back on. I mean, you know, there's a lot I could talk about as far as, you know, some of the things I've said in mentality. If you're really listening, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 2019 was a hard year for me, you know, and going into 2020 with, you know, COVID and uh, the election and all the, the craziness everybody has a perspective on. Like, I've just been sitting back and just making music and trying to use that as the remedy to stay positive because... Yeah. A lot of people, you know, get wrapped up in the negative and don't have an outlet, but I think that's what's important about it, just finding that outlet. Like, you with the filming, you with the podcast, like... We all need that. It's all about peace of mind. It's like, what... Like what can you do? This is this is Brandon's, like, 2021. (laughs) (laughs) What can you do to where you can go to sleep at night and be good, but also be excited to do the same exact thing? That's peace of mind to me. It's like... For me, for you is making music. For me is doing, making content. For mm. Nate is these podcasts every mm. weekend. Like, you look forward to these things, you right. know. So we're all blessed to be able to do things that we love to do. Even Nate in the corporate environment, like you still like love your job. Like you still love the people you're around. Yeah. Like I go to freaking an enterprise every week, and it's like, <laughs> yo, Nate, man, that's my god. Uh, like it's crazy. Like just how you can make an impact when you do like what you love to do because like you're a people person so it's like yeah you may not want to be an enterprise your whole life but it still allows you to like access the skill set that you naturally have in terms of like being around people and you know making people feel good about their decisions and talking and customer service and stuff like that but i also think that like people underestimate people think that like working a job means you like sold out that you don't Mm -hmm. that you don't do it's like you've got this fucked up bro anybody that you see right now who has any sort of following was doing something to help support them or still doing it or still doing it to get to 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 that level and it's it's unfair to think that most people are in a situation where they can just rely on their natural circumstances to support them and give them everything they need like no put it this way if you really want it and you really are going to grind for it you are going to do the gary v bleed through your eyes 
not sleep, wake up, think about this right. thing that you want to try to do and go for it. Like us three are all very busy people, but we all want to be here. But it doesn't mean that I have to work on working out my shit for timing to work with Brandon's shit about timing to work with your shit about timing. Like all of those things still have to happen because honestly, until one of those bags goes crazy, yeah. none of those are going to support right. any of us yeah. individually. Yeah, so right. all, pay of, the bills. all of those things matter. you got to pay the bills. And you, I think this is important for people to know, especially as a younger person, you're not selling out by having a job. Mm-hmm. Having a job is there to help you. Mm-hmm. And however long you want to use that job is completely dependent on how much you've set yourself up for success right. and how much risk do you want to take and how much do you believe in yourself. And all of those things are not mutually exclusive or inclusive. They're all different. And you have to evaluate your life and right. take that in stride and yeah. know that, right. hey, Whatever you want to do, man, is okay. But if you're willing to take the big risk, you got to be taken, willing to take the big fail. And if you want to be more conservative, like I think out of all three of us, I'm the most conservative in the way that I would consider how I've set my life up. Mm. Um, you got to know that, hey, make security, jump, make the jump when you want to make the jump. But also, it's different. Like all three of us are lucky. I know for me, God willing to not have kids, but as soon as you have something like that, yes. I'm in a loving relationship. You want to take that to the next level. Right. You can't. Um, it's a very movie style, uh, fake fictional thought process to say, fuck it, I'm going to go be a rapper now. Yeah. And it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Yeah. And nothing matters. And right. I'm going to go do whatever I want and well, that's fuck what, everyone else. That's what that's they're trying not to. real. Yeah. You love people in your life. You have things that you want to support. That's not real life, bro. Any yeah. 16-year-old out there is like, I'm just going to make logos and be a rap. No. Yeah, the narrative of that Don't is terrible. Don't do that, man. Don't do yeah. that. Right. Set yourself up for success. Make money to support your habit and take off from there. Yeah. Right. But do not set yourself back by, by giving yourself nothing. Mm-hmm. You have no money. You have no resources. You have no time. Right. None of those things are going to make your life get better. Right. I feel that. Sounds like real talk to me. That's real. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Nah, that's dope. That's real. All right. We back. We back. Um, again, we're here with our brother, Ryan. To most of you guys, he's RJM. And uh, it's been a great conversation to start, man. Been over an hour in. Mm-hmm. We touched on a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? A lot of different things. And um, we know you're a private person, so we just appreciate you for even chopping it up with us man thank you get into some of the topics that you've gotten into uh but i want to bring it all the way back bro because like you said you're our brother for real we've been at this for a long time i don't know when exactly we did this i want to say it was like 2015 2015 bro so you know as people know you know you've been doing this music thing for a while um i've been fiddling around with content for a while nate was doing it as well too. Nate's been the funniest thing about this too. is Brandon's in front of the camera. I'm behind it. Yeah, it like was like totally I'm not, I don't interview at all. <laughs> it was totally reversed. <laughs> it was amazing. And, uh, you know, for people that don't know, we did a uh, we did a video entitled RJM Legend in the Making, right? Yeah. Where you know we basically did just like a pretty much like a profile piece on where you were at that time. Mm. You know what I'm saying and um, 
looking back on it, it was crazy because we totally finessed the whole thing. Like, we knew what we wanted to try to do. But, bro, if you look at it, this is a polished, you got some money version yeah. to make this. Like, yeah. bro, <laughs> it was it was still multiple camera setups, yeah, natural lighting, yep. multiple locations. We had that fire-ass intro. Yeah, humble, bro, humble beginnings. Yeah. Humble beginnings. Dude. It was, it was amazing looking back because, like, but it's called RJM, Legend in the Making. You can search that on YouTube and it should come yeah, up. It's still on There's YouTube. a lot of content on there, too, that's no longer up because yeah. I repolish, you know, my catalog. And, you know, I, I've gotten better, of course, over time. So, you yeah. know, I always want, you know, my fresh stuff on the front line. But it was it was. And I'll throw that in there. At the end, there's like unreleased music now from ryan oh right like, video that. of him rapping and doing stuff from right. like younger age there's a lot of unreleased uh, well, cuts i on mean there, yeah, yeah it's out there but to see him do it on video though i think yeah. that's the only right. video that's out there if you're doing something and everybody's always telling you no that could get to you and honestly when i first started that's how it was mm. you two were so, so the selected few that really took the time with me and mm. You know, shout out to also Kurt, shout out to also Kyle from my first job, uh, my best friend Tom, um, you know, a lot of names that, you know, I might not even talk to now, but at least like in those given times, it was appreciated and, you know, reciprocal. Like we look at now and Brandon's doing his thing. Like mm -hmm. I, he can't be stopped, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and it, it's, it's crazy. And then same with you, you know giving us, allowing us this platform to be able to express ourselves and show other people that you don't have to be afraid to express yourself. You could yeah. do what you want in life and there is a way out, you know, and I, I know, you know, saying that, you know, you, you could think a lot of different things and ways about it, but it's just to inspire and it's just to, yeah. you know, let people know that, you know, no matter what people say, it's it's one of them things you can still do it. Nah, that's why I brought it up because it's like such a full circle moment, right? It's like at that time we were all just starting out and what we knew we wanted to do. Uh, we didn't know how it would happen, but we knew just at that time we. I know Brandon would look at that now and be like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, but, I mean, yeah, I look at it now. I'm like, damn, the swag was like, yeah. it was like 65. But I think like, the importance of it was like, it, at yeah. the heart of it, it was really great. Like just well, the story. And of I it. think like what Ryan's saying is also like at that point, man. The same reason I talked to Brandon, I'm like, yo, I need you to be on this with me. Oh. And it's it's not every time, but when it re when I need you, buddy. Like, you gotta have someone there who's going to push it just a little yeah. bit. He's gonna bring it a little bit, and I know I gotta bring it a little bit. Yeah. And just and just go from there. And this is probably the most loosest, uh, non-traditional type of format that we've done. Yeah. But even to that extent, back then it's like. I think Brandon and I prepped that for a couple days. Yeah, we definitely story trying, <laughs> trying to, sure. to get it going. And I think the full circle point of this for me is, is that growing up, you think more friends, the better. I need more support. I need, I need a lot of people in my life to get this going. And then incrementally, year by year by year, you realize you probably need enough friends that you can count on one hand. Right. And if yeah. those friends on one hand can bring something to your life, push you or remind you of who you're supposed to be, that's enough. Right. And you can and you can go from there. Yeah. 
Because at the end of the day, if you have that spark in you the same way that, dude, I mean, Brandon's my oldest friend next to Shane in the entire world that I've grown up with my whole life. How many things have I picked up and dropped, picked up and dropped, picked up and dropped? But over the course of time, you watch that little graph go like this, and it's mm-hmm. moving in the right positive direction. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter it's really whether it's up or down, up or down, up or down. But in that little up and down, up and down, up and down, yeah. there's only the same people that are influencing me the same time. Right. So I got to give it to that circle yeah. to keep it going in the right direction. Sure. I think that's why it's important to highlight. It was important to highlight that because it shows like, just what it means to have a tight circle of people because you remember in high school it was all about like trying to be the most popular how many friends did you have who voted for you or whatever social media ruins that even worse now for for kids younger and i don't mean to digress into something crazy like that but i do think that it's important for kids nowadays or anybody older who's listening to this obviously already knows but i remember my dad telling me that he's like man i've got like four friends and he's yeah. like, you know, 55, 56. He's like, and that's more than enough oh, to manage, is. like, through your whole life. Some people I'm don't like, have yeah. genuine friends, bro. They don't have people that they can genuinely call at any time. But they don't know the difference between a friend and an acquaintance. Yeah. A friend or a fan. Yeah. And you're like, uh, there's no va- – like, the friends in my life who come in here are the ones who I'm not preparing for. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about this. You know who I am. I'm doing this for me and going, you know, on from that. And yeah. I think that this platform, this podcast, obviously we tailor it to Ryan because we want to always prop up anybody in my life who's doing anything who's been with me for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I think that's always the most important. But um, Ryan would do that for me. Yeah. That's why Ryan would do it on my platform. Right. I asked Ryan, I'm like, do you want to do it at your studio? You want to do it at your house? No, bro, I want to do it at your place. Rep the in front logo. of your sign. Yeah. Right. Rep what you do. Because that's what's most important. And then the same thing that I know Brandon and I agree on now is the reason we're making this is so that 5, 10, 15, whatever it is from now, we want you to point back to this and say, mm. What's the most you've ever heard Ryan speak on camera ever? <laughs> right. It'll probably we was definitely five transparent. Years, even yeah, five bro. years from now, it'll probably be this. Yeah. Because you have that connection with someone, right? Yeah. Right. And you go from there. It shows it just shows the growth in, in us all. It's like we stay consistent in what we wanted to do. Right. You know, no matter like our lives are all different, but and they're the put same. Put it this way, take a break. Yeah. I'm the only one here who's probably taking a break to figure out what I want to do. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. still going for it. Everybody's bro. process is different. And it's just like crazy to see like it would be crazy to like actually look back at that video just from all these different standpoints. Like remember you had the YouTube page popping like you would do the bro, challenges. I had the mo- no yeah. gas at that point. I was the most popping. Yeah. Bro, I was getting recognized at Starbucks. I'm yeah, 16 years bro. old in the Ville. Like, yeah, I was it's just the next level. trying to figure. I just knew that I liked certain ways videos looked, and I wanted to try to replicate it. And you were just trying to get your music out. And so, right. like, now fast forward to now, it's like we've all found our lanes still in that thing, but we found it and we're, like, comfortable. In That's it. second nature. You know what right. I'm saying? Now it's second nature. And... You know, as we wrap up, like, you know, just to see your growth personally, right, just in music, like, because there was a time where it was just like all boom bat, right? Like we knew you were trying to be 
that and old everything. Old school hip hop. Yeah, bars, old school hip hop. Yep. He got but that. But then, like, as time goes, it's like, all right, like, it's still about that at its, at its core. Like I said before, but now it's like the musicality is getting crazy. Right. Like, more melody. More sound, more melodies, yeah. experimenting with different things. And now you're at a point where you just. But you get to work with your idols. Yeah, with With, your idols. With people that you really wanted to always work with. Yeah, so I think that's the best segue. Like, let's talk about it as the last piece, No Regrets. Where you get to work with Dizzy Wright. Um, What was it like doing that? So, man, I'm going to get at you for letting people know. Man, (laughs) man. get touchy, man. Nah, but you know what? We're and gonna, I want I want everyone to know we're prefacing this off of No Regrets is the single yeah. that Ryan just dropped. Yep. It's RJM featuring Dizzy Wright. You can find that streaming featuring everywhere. Dizzy Wright, bro. That's crazy. Give us through that, bro. Nah, it, I'm just messing with you. It's <laughs> just, since you said that, I'm going to go even deeper. So okay. um, I dropped my album. You know, people that never supported me supported me. People that... You know, used to hate in high school, showed love, and I still appreciate it because it's just like I worked hard. You know, like when everybody again told me no, I said yes, and I kept going. So let's fast forward. I dropped Defined. I dropped five singles after Defined. I dropped Behind the Blindfold Two, Forgetful, Go Away, Self Love, and Mentality. If you go back and listen to, uh, to those singles. You're going to get a lot from my life, whether people, you know, really tuned in uh, to certain bars. But it's like this was all cultivated to no regrets. Like Mm -hmm. it was talking about my heartbreak. It was talking about, you know, I was in a bad car accident that took me out the game for a few months. And, you know, cats, you know, Nate, Brandon were there and. I, I would, you know, I was down and out. And, you know, I think as an artist, you excel the most in those times because it tests your ability to express yourself more and get through those hardships. And again, like, you know, not being afraid of how you feel in that moment is a big one for me. And shit, you know, I'm still learning new ways to express myself, to be more transparent with my fans. But like, as you guys say, like, I am very private. Like, this is new to me to, to do this. Um, but, again, like, this is what they need. This is what they're going to listen to and absorb and see, like, hey, like, he's not afraid to say this or that. Maybe I could express myself with painting or, you know, uh, other things that are creative yeah. and get, you know, people's, uh, you know, input and feedback. So, no regrets. Dizzy Wright. Dizzy right. Dizzy right, man. Let's I, go. I, I sent them the track, the email back. They emailed me five minutes back. I was going to say, can we talk about that? You yeah, DM crazy. the artist that you want to work with, and then five minutes later, management emails you back like, yeah, let's Shout go. Out Dizzy right. Yeah, like, I, I, that's got to be a moment, yeah, right? I, of course, I was professional with the pitch, but five minutes later. But there's yo, no hesitation. No hesitation. Like, like bet. They were there. I sent it on like a... Uh, like a Monday morning, like I'm thinking, like okay, like start you know start week. start of the work week, like <laughs> let's let's do it, let's go for it, and um yeah, five minutes later they got back to me and they were like, yo, Dizzy's going crazy right now, um to it, uh there's a couple things that's making them go insane because in the chorus that's you know kind of correlating to that, 
but it was sick and you know this is someone that I was a fan of the venue you feel me like I'm not ashamed of it like I was you know the kid with the phone out oh shit like he's fucking spitting some crazy shit like I, I was you know front row absorbing how he you know approached his craft and was able to you know look at it and absorb it to help better what I was trying to do and I, I'm very appreciative of that one I mean people that you know I rocked with you know that maybe I no longer rock with or you know it doesn't matter about that but it's just the fact like people doubt you so much and it's like you're just waiting for that one thing it's like damn like I've been working so hard and there's nothing to come from it and then finally that one thing comes and that's what it was for me it was like damn this happened I'm cool it gives me more motivation for the next project and I'm very blessed I'm very appreciative and you know without the support wouldn't have happened without you know uh still pushing myself to progress um as an engine like I engineered his vocals I put the whole thing together like it's real so I mean safe to say we're all proud of you bro Damn. That was a crazy, crazy moment. Yeah, bro. Still not over that one. Super but, nuts. Like, yeah. that's definitely one of the coolest things to see. Be like, damn, all right. It's one thing to see your friend, like, talk their shit, and you're like, yes, I believe in you. Of course, you it's can do that. Like that. And then there is that moment where you're like, oh, fuck. Like, right. it's real. Oh, he, <laughs> he really, real, like, man. it does not matter what the level is right like it can be like brandon doing jay-z's documentary at the end of his life <laughs> right or you with dizzy right it's whatever is most impactful to you it's it's hitting that moment where you're like hey this is someone that i have looked up to right and i yeah. reached out to them and they said okay and, and you're I like also oh say, wait okay all right, right. can okay. i also say like dizzy you know of course i'm not expecting everybody to know Everything I say here, but like Dizzy was on an independent label called Funk Volume, ran by Hobson and, you know, a few other uh, people as well. But they they built a brand off doing it themselves and staying independent and not signing to a record label. So if this man collabed with me, he didn't have to do it like he really didn't like he he's not in it for the money. He's already shown that. And that's just even more respect to him because you could tell he really loves hip-hop and you know what the craft gives to him so yeah. you know i i would hope that in the future i could work with him again no, for sure. yeah. mm -hmm. i think it's just safe to say that you've been the model of consistency and just sticking with it no matter what through the ups and downs through everything that you've had to go through you know what i'm saying like you've just stuck with it and you haven't given up you know and in saying that um i know you're working on some new music right now so mm -hmm. without giving too much away like what can the people expect from the second RJM album? Mm. Bars. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Like, defined. Again, it was packaged well, quality-wise. But I still didn't give everything. And I did that on purpose because I wanted people to start learning more about me, but not, like, you know, pull the whole, I'm going to tell you everything, but still make good music. The next one, I'm telling everything. I'm, you know, everything we were transparent about in this, you know, you could you could hope to listen to that, you know, come the summer. Mm. And, uh, you know, if, hopefully this summer. I'm going to yeah. work hard to make sure everything's in line for that. 
Um, this would be three years after defined. I'm cool with that. You know, I, it like like a, again, like I, it took me a long time to really absorb a lot of the things that I dealt with through, you know, gaining more success, gaining more notoriety, being in the Philly scene, you know, labels approaching me. Um, and again, like I still stay true to myself. I never signed. Um, I don't plan signing. You know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. And I just need y'all to support me. You know, like this is something that I do all myself. So mm-hmm. if people can't respect that, then what can they respect? Talk about it. Talk about it, bro. (laughs) I mean, I think that's just, I think that's a perfect way to wrap it all up, man. We're just proud of you, bro. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Just that and then even you just being on here and just being so open. I know it's different for you. Mm. Um, But like we said, it's just really a conversation, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just a good vibe. Proud of y'all, too. Y'all are amazing. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that, bro. I mean, obviously, everybody that's listening, you know, RJM on all digital streaming platforms. Sorry, that's why I wanted to pull this up. So it's it's at RJM official on Instagram. Yeah. You were saying at RJM poet. On Twitter. On Twitter. And then we really want to push the poetic drive. It's at. Poetic, poetic drive. drive. You see the shirt. He's got yeah. it on the side oh, of his yeah. hat. Um, I would just kind of say it's safe to say that is the next step in um, the branding. As yeah. I think Ryan would say, the engine in the the RJM body that's going to be right. pushing out more merchandise content. Um, so yes, overall follow at Poetic Drive at RJM official at RJM poet on Twitter. Um, Outside of that, bro, thank you so much for coming on. Is there thank anything you. else you want to plug or say on here? Uh, RJM Official, again, on Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, RJM Poet on Twitter. And, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for transparency in my music, more about my story. And, uh, you know, again, shout out to y'all. Because without y'all, shit, cats would have been struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, for each other, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So hopefully that can inspire everybody listening to just hone in on your circle of friends and just support. Go after your dream and do it in your way. There's no right or wrong way to go after your dream as long as you stay consistent and do it. So love it. Bang! Really you write y'all that bars. before him? God, I'm giving y'all bars. Look, put that day. on the beginning of my album. <laughs> All right, guys. Yes, obviously, uh, like, subscribe, comment. It'll be on YouTube, Spotify, Thanks. Apple Music. Everywhere like that. Ryan, thank you so much for coming, buddy. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, y'all. We out of here. Peace. Peace.